Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, live action, back at it again with another episode of the Culture Talks podcast, you feel me, live action. And man, I tell you guys every time, at the end of every episode, at the beginning of every episode, I'm like, yo, I'm going to bring a fire guest on. I'm going to bring a fire guest on. And I know y'all tired of hearing this, like, Colin, shut up, he keeps saying fire guest. But look, I haven't lied to you yet. I haven't lied to you yet. I'm just bringing fire guests on one after another. And today we have a dope individual that I'm excited to introduce. Well, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I'm excited for him to introduce himself. Um, super dope creative, obviously from the town. So that's always love when when, when, when folks are from KC, hustler, consistent. Um, and, you know, respectfully, bro has really nice skin. I ain't going to lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to lie to y'all. Like, son's skin look mad fresh on IG. I'm And whatever, you can call it suspect, but I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, son's skin look fresh. But with that being said, go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. Yo, yeah. What's good? Uh, I'm Abram Schaefer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 22. And I make content. That's, you know, my main thing, for real. So I love it. I love it. And I'm glad you see, you see the key to me always telling the, the guests to introduce themselves is just in case I don't know how to pronounce their name. I don't have to go. I don't have to mess it up. I just get to hear them say it. And then I'm like, boom. Yeah. And then I act like I knew the whole time. I'm like, Abram. Yeah. Yeah. Abram. Right. <laughs> but That's a good strategy, though. it is, it is. You always got to come up with casual strategies, <laughs> but, um, yo, so let's, let's start from the beginning where, I mean, I know I mentioned it, but can you talk about you growing up in Kansas city? What was like early life growing up family, uh, school, what was school like? Were you a student? Just talk about early history of Abram. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm from Kansas city. I grew up in Grandview for a little part of my life. And then my, uh, family and I moved to Liberty, Missouri, where I spent like the rest of my elementary to high school years. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I have, you know, two, me, my parents, my mom, my dad, and my, my younger sister, and they kind of do music. My dad really doesn't, but I was forced to do music in church for real. Cause my sister came out like singing really well. So they were like, you're going to do something. So they just made me choose what I wanted. So I gravitated towards bass, but, um, yeah, that was like, that was really like the main thing. We moved to uh, Liberty and that was like a culture shock because I was kind of like the only black kid in all my classes mm-hmm. and I was the nerd. So my dad is like really, if you think of like computer nerd, the way he dresses, that's how I kind of dressed. Like my pants was to my stomach, like the tight, you know, belt and all this stuff and Skechers and all this other foolishness. So yeah, um, it's, let's let's not let that slide though, because look, here's the thing. That's a vibe, and people always like people always got something to say when we young. But when you get older and like you just peep certain outfits, like you you you're like yo, like 
the Skechers, the 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 pulled up pants and the dress shirt with the tight belt with like some glasses is actually be like stuff that's in fashion now, which is kind of funny. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe not the Skechers, but the Skechers are comfortable. So I ain't got I ain't got no hate on that. But like high socks with like, you know, that whole fit with the beige pants or the black, black pants. Yep. You understand? Like that's low key. It's in style. You just got to know how to dress it. But anyways, continue. My bad. I to make, no, no, I, I definitely make that agree. statement real quick. No, I'm definitely coming back to that style. It's coming full circle right now. So, but yeah, like um, my dad, he is, um, he works in computers. So, you know, I grew up around computers and like my dad would make me break apart computers and put them back together. And my mom, um, she's more like the artsier one. My mom would sing her whole family plays instruments and stuff. So um, I didn't have any lessons as a kid. I was self-taught. So I taught myself everything, like all the musician, you know, instruments that I play. So my mom was really strict about that for like a big part of my life. So um, it was come home, do your homework, and then you practice the rest of the night. And um, yeah, so if I wasn't breaking up our computer, I was practicing and it got to the point where like, if I wanted to watch TV, I would have to, I formed like this discipline myself to play the commercials and like play to um, like SpongeBob. So like I learned like the theme songs on my bass and that's how I practiced. So yeah, like um, I was in school, I was quiet, didn't really talk, kind of insecure um, up until like high school. So um really kept to myself and listen to music all the time so that was like my main thing so would you say that like so that that like brought up a whole bunch of questions in my head so like would you say first off I want to ask aside from bass what other instruments do you play or is it um yeah go ahead yeah so I I play uh bass play a little bit of guitar piano I can play like organ like the church and then play drums Nice, nice. And so were you like, when you were practicing each and every evening, was your mom like strict on the type of instrument or was she like, nah, you just got to do some type of music? And was it like, was it stemming from she wanted you to be fire at church or was she just really interested in you being a creative, like, you know, just being creatively or musically inclined? Um, so in your opinion, what, obviously you can't say exactly what it was because that's yeah, what we, you know, in your opinion. Um, yeah, the, the first part for the first part of your question, it was definitely, um, I started with bass and then, so I started bass when I was like six. So I started with bass and then just in my own time, I would, I just veered off into other instruments. So um, then the second part, I, so the Baptist church that we went to was kind of like a family church. Mm -hmm. So I'll get laughed at a lot when I played because I didn't really know how to play that well. So my mom was part of the choir and she didn't like that they were laughing at me. So she was like, you're going to practice. So then they, one day they're not going to have to laugh at you. They're going to be asking you, uh, Abram, come and play for us. I was like, okay, cool. So I didn't see it at the time, but I definitely like appreciate it. But um, yeah, I definitely think it was like, so I wouldn't get laughed at even more. So. Hey, yeah. I like, hey at least your mom was on top of it. Like, nah, fam, we ain't going to let that rock, but we're not going to let you cry about it. We're going to make sure you go home, practice, get better. So next yeah. time people come calling and you can be in a position of, I mean, in my opinion, a position of power, technically, it's just like, yeah. it's like, but I like that. That's fire. That's swag. And then you said your little sister sings. So, so do you guys ever like collaborate and like make music together now that you're older? Uh, Sometimes I'm, 
so like when you hear like little like runs in my bass videos that's normally snippets from her mm. um because normally like since i'm busy now i'm busier now and she's kind of busy can't get really in the studio for real so she'll send me like a voice note and i'll like sample it and i'll you know play with the vocal processing and put it in my bass videos so that's our kind of way of collabing i love that and so you you you, you born raised kansas city grandview moved to liberty uh you know it's a little bit of a of a culture shock because you're the only black kid there but you really just keep to yourself going up to high school talk about high school what were you doing what were your interests what clubs were you involved in were you involved Ooh. in clubs did you like sports what was that experience like high school was interesting because um I kind of followed I I was really self-conscious really insecure and I knew I really liked music so like around that time I started getting into music production and um you know I was like finding little pieces like buying used Macs and all this stuff and it's kind of building the studio in my room so I didn't really have time for I guess like clubs because one I was shy and um and the main thing was like I was at odds with my dad because my dad really wanted me to do computers. So I uh, had an internship with Cerner during my high school, like based my high school career. And um, that was like the main thing I was focused on because I thought that was going to be like my career, essentially, like working on computers, coding, all this other stuff. Um, yeah. And that like high school was really a. It was a time where I wish I could go back and like tell Abram to do different things. I was definitely a smart kid. Um, I studied all the time, but I wish I would have been more social. I definitely had that phase where I tried to talk to girls, but it didn't work out because I was really kind of weird. Um, but yeah, like high school was, I was telling myself the majority of the time until I got to college. So, and like, how do you, uh, well, I got, see, well, you give me, I'm not even asking any questions off my paper because he's, <laughs> he's inspiring some other questions. So um, what specifically does your dad do? Or if you don't mind sharing with computers, yeah. like, you know, cause that's a very, you know, general statement. It's a wide world out there with computers. And then, um, and then the follow-up question to that was just like, what, what did your internship at Cerner um, require you to do? What were like your responsibilities? What were some key things that you learned? That, so yeah, my, my dad, when there was Sprint for T-Mobile, my dad was basically like an executive at Sprint. So he worked with uh, database warehousing and um, all the data that came in from, you know, the content they put out, the cell phones that we use. He was like over that and contacted directly with the CEOs. So now he's shifted over to that and doing um, for T-Mobile, he works within the fraud department and works with the executives for that. So, yeah. Um, then in Cerner, like when I had that, that internship, it was like touched on a lot of things from like coding, how to code to like cybersecurity and the different avenues of how, basically how to get a job in, in any computer science field. Um, that was, it was interesting because I thought that was more like, I thought at that time that was confirmation that I should be in this field because I got an internship and it was competitive. So I got in and then I'm learning about all this stuff with computers and run computers every day. Um, I think it, it helped me with like the process that I have now with making my content because it was so structured 
And definitely when in computer science, you have to have like algorithms. So we talk about algorithms all the time. And it sounds complex when it comes to computer science, when you put it towards other things, it's basically just pre-planning. That's all it really is in order to execute what you need to execute. So in that regard, it definitely helped me um, in like coding and all that stuff. I didn't do that at all. So <laughs> what well, was, was any of that like of your interest, like in regards to, to coding or, or um, you know, yeah, pretty much coding. Is that, that not something you like at all really? <laughs> so for, for a portion for a moment in my life, I did because when I started getting into music, I, I didn't have money to afford music uh, software. Right. It's like that's $700, $1,000. So like the stuff I was learning in Cerner, I learned to hack those programs in order to get it for free. So I would just go on the website, download it. <laughs> oh, go that, that's the, fire. That's fire. That's fire. Yo, yeah. Yo, run that back, ladies and gentlemen. Bro said I had an internship at a top, I had a top company in Missouri. In, well, I mean, it's an international company, but it's big in yeah. the city area for sure. So it was like, son had an internship, I learned how to, <laughs> that's fire. I'm sorry. I learned how to utilize the knowledge from there to finesse some uh, free system, music system so he could do what he really wanted to do. That's hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, this like that's um I think that's the main thing that I really took from because like when we were learning stuff in class, I was like, okay, like there was this one program I tried to crack for years and I, I couldn't do it. Um and I finally got like I think my senior year. That was my last, you know, semester for the internship. I got it. I was like, okay, it all kind of <laughs> came together. You're like, okay, so, this was worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time it was, yeah. I like that. I like that. And just for my own interest, it's not, yeah, this is my own interest. What exactly does Cerner do? Because we, uh, if you live in Kansas City, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you've seen all the massive campuses around Kansas City um, with, you know, these large, super large Cerner campuses. They kind of look like evil scientist labs to me from the outside looking in. And um, I don't think that's something that's too common that we see out here. Like we're used to just regular buildings and like factories and, and farms, like, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, just city, you know, or the city in general, which is like finance in downtown or whatever. But outside of that, it's not like a place you expect to see these huge companies that like, you know, bring in lots of money and bring, bring in a lot of talent from across the country. Like they recruit a lot of top students from a lot of different schools. And the only reason why I know is because I was working at the hotel um in downtown we had hella business consultants for Cerner coming in every day like 15 20 people flying in every day flying out flying in flying out all for Cerner like our whole checklist Cerner 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 I was like damn this must be yeah. a company um but yeah what do they do so I know that they're within like the, the medical field so medical technology and also medical data information um so I know that they like let's say you're a patient and they they basically help track all your patient history mm. they also do some coding for the um equipment that doctors use so it just depends on like it's like a kind of a branch because there's a whole bunch of different departments that all run the same thing so i know like when we were there they would take us on these little trips and we would have one day we would look at just the medical equipment and how to code for medical equipment then another day of how like they use data when nurses need to track information and things of that nature. So that's fire. Yeah. Super fire. Um, so moving into college, you decide to go to, I believe, Northwest. 
Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So you decided to go to Northwest. Um, what was the, uh, you know, influential decision behind that? Like what, what influenced you to make the decision to go to that school? What are you studying and how's that experience been? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I was at a time where I really didn't know what I wanted. So Northwest was kind of, I just saw it. I was like, I guess I'm going to college. So, and my parents were really big on college. So I was like, I need to find somewhere to go. So I chose Northwest and um, started in computer science because that's what my parents want me to do. And that was miserable. Like it was <laughs> freshman year and sophomore year was just like, I didn't, I didn't love it at all. Um, and that's when I started getting a little bit more serious about like music production. Um, I thought at the time I was going to be like the next Kanye West or something like that. And somebody's going to fly me out and I'll be gone. Obviously that didn't happen. So I was at, at the time I was still, you know, learning how to produce and I hated classes so much that I would sit and, and make beats in class, essentially. Like that was all my classes, freshman and sophomore year. So um, I was mainly to myself in Northwest, like Maryville is a really small town. There's not a lot to do. So you either like party or you stay in your room. Um, so my outlets were ping pong and stay in my room. So um, and then like sophomore year, I became RA. So that gave me like more time to essentially be in the building and kind of do what I want. So um, yeah, then I think like sophomore year, at the end of sophomore year, I, I got really fed up with like computer science program because it was a back and forth situation. And I just changed into doing um, like audio engineering. And then I changed it with the audio engineering with the minor marketing. So I did that and been loving it ever since. So, yeah. So what are some of the, some of the things that you, you know, uh, maybe learned or some of the things that you're enjoying the experience of in this program in audio engineering um, and like, what are, what are some of the things they're teaching you? What are some things that you're, you're applying, you're, you know, that you'll be able to apply to your life or that you've already applied to what you do right now. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my, my initial goal, like I thought that, you know, after I had changed my major, I'll be just like working in studios. And I thought, you know, that was, that was going to be the move, but the more marketing classes that I took, um, I understood that like, a lot of these agencies really don't know what they're doing creatively without going to outside uh, production companies. Right. So um, my thought was, why don't I like mix the two? Um, and I saw, you know, that's when I started seeing more like personal brands grow on social media. Um, and I saw a little, like a lot of high quality video, but I didn't see a whole bunch of high quality audio. Mm. So um, that, the audio engineering side taught me how to like refine my skills, like mixing, mastering, um, how to actually run studio sessions, things of that nature, if I ever need to be in a studio. But the marketing side taught me how to approach a client, how to handle business deals, really like the ends of the, um, the market that really isn't displayed in the forefront. So I, the more I started like researching that, I was like, I can mix the two. And then I feel like I got, I can get something going if I mix the two. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. I think it's like moments like that when we see like an opportunity to um, explore something that hasn't been touched yet, because really like 
I mean, when we look at success or when we look at money or when we look at building businesses, which is basically just providing value, at the end of the day, you're trying to provide value for people or you're trying to provide a service, right? And in order to do that, you need to solve a problem. And big companies that do really well or small companies that do really well solve a problem by looking where, looking at what's missing in the market that they're interested in. And then like, leveraging that new knowledge to like attack that area and, and provide what's needed. And I think um, with what you were saying right there, you were just like, yeah, I kind of noticed that there was a lot of like dope, you know, personal branding coming out, so like a lot of dope content, but the, the audio side was missing. And um, I was kind of wondering, is that like, is that what kind of like launched the, the uh, content you've been sharing over the past few months in regards to shot by I shot on an iPhone and like, cause like when I look through all your content, right. I see a yep. lot of uh, I see a lot of like dope music mainly like at the beginning like well at least a couple months ago right I see a yep. lot of dope music stuff and then I see a I, it seems as if you're transitioning into like still music but just being a little bit more like um, just creating more like content specific that's not con- specific to music it's just like a mix of everything audio like. Um, being creative, like, you know, setups, like just walking in the crib, different angles, all types of things. So I guess what I'm trying to say is <laughs> um, what, what, what inspired like the uh, shot on iPhone series um, and uh, kind of talk about where you plan on going once you graduate, like with the, the new knowledge and with your new experiences, like what do you, where do you plan on taking your talents, your skills, your interests? Yeah. Yeah. So the first part, the shot on iPhone, um, so I, at, when I first started content like three and a half years ago, I started with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about video. I didn't know anything um, about editing. And I had this like progression to where, you know, I have multiple cameras now. I know how to work them. And I started getting a whole bunch of questions like DMs, like, well, how'd you make that? You know, what, do you, what software are you using? I, I don't have a professional camera. I can't make anything like that. So I was talking to my, my girlfriend and um, I kept, I, I really like the shot on iPhone commercials that they put out when they come up with the phone right. was like, you know, what if I do that and show people you can make what I'm making on an iPhone. And the only thing you just have to have is the knowledge. You got to know basically how the phone is just a camera. So you got to just kind of how it works. So um, that was really like the inspiration to show people that you can make basically high quality stuff on an iPhone. Um, and my main, my biggest thing is telling a story. Um, so, you know, you can have all the dopest angles in the world, but if you're not telling a story, then it's pointless. So you don't have to have a, you know, a thousand dollar camera to tell a story. So, Facts. Um, and, and before you transition into my second question, I do want to ask, cause I'll forget real fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you, how do you kind of like structure building a story? You know, like when you're about to put out some content, how do you like, Cause you, you're actually the person that inspired, like I've only done like two videos and they're both trash, but, uh, <laughs> but you're the person that kind of inspired me to do like, just kind of like a day in the life type vibe using reels, right? Trying to use reels yeah. because, because I don't have editing software to go in there and like edit clip to clip to clip. Right. So I was just like, let me just yeah. use reels. So how do you kind of structure a story when you're about to put out content? Do you write it down? Do you actually think about it? Or you kind of just shoot some shit and you put it together? <laughs> um, so dang that's a really good question i uh you think i 
I'm really big into like realistic videography as in like I'm not about to construct a scene around me that isn't that I wouldn't do so if I'm getting ready for you know for uh to go to Kansas City that's going to be my story so I think of you know what's the process of me doing it um like I know my last base video um I think it was probably the red I think it was the yeah, the red one um where I was like in all red that's normally what I do like I stay up at night and I work until the morning and I have just like some vibey lights behind me so I just document that process um yeah I don't write it down I really just kind of do it like a step-by-step since like an algorithm how they would do in computer science so I love it yeah and on that same topic, um, just because we're talking about content right now, what are some of the platforms that you do use um, in regards to um, editing the videos, putting them together, adding the music in? Like what, what, what platform? It might just be one platform, but what platforms do you use uh, in order to create like some of the videos that you uh, post on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. So when editing videos, I use Final Cut Pro. Um, and then when making the music, I use either Ableton, uh, Ableton Live, or Logic Pro X. It just depends on how I feel. But um, yeah, those those like main two things for real. So. And what are what are some like some things that you enjoy? Some uh, let's say uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically, what are some things that you like about uh, each of those platforms? Like, what are the reasons that you use Final Cut instead of Adobe Premiere? Um, or maybe use both but either way like what are some of your reasons behind using Final Cut or using Ableton um yeah just go ahead and share for for individuals who are out there that might be interested in knowing why well I use a garage band why does he use this you know what I'm saying and then people get to yeah. questions so maybe just share some of your favorite things about those platforms yeah yeah so with Final Cut I think it was like that's the first platform that I that I knew of and that's one of the first video platforms I was able to hack so I just stayed with it and soon I just it was muscle memory to where I can make a reel in like 10 minutes you know edit a reel in like 10 minutes rather than in you know premiere it, it would take me a long time because it's a new program I have to learn how to use the keystrokes and all that stuff um with Ableton I started with uh, with Ableton and it kind of depends on the genre that I'm trying to make so um, if I'm trying to stack like layers and of synths and pads, I use Ableton. It's more like an electronic doll for me. Um, it's easy, you know, bring the drums in and I do things really manually. So I don't like program drums, like on a beat pad. I, it's kind of, um, I like beatbox it in like in my mouth and then I'll memorize it and put the, the waveforms where they are on the thing so um and then with logic it was i think it's more like the the usability is kind of easier to use if it's a low-key based video um i will just use that but i found a way over the years to kind of connect the two so in each platform or in each DAW, like i have the same settings i have the same bass compressor so like my bass sounds the same in every video depending on, you know, which doll I use, so. I love that, I love that. Um, so yeah, back to the question I was asking, what, like, with the, you know, 
you are learning how to use video a lot. You're, 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 you have a history in music, like real music. I'm not saying that digital pr production is not real, but you, you're an instrument, instrument, I can't even say the word, but either way, you get what I'm trying yeah. to say. You know how to use, you know how to yeah, use yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have a, a slight background in computer, you know, just computer work in general, computer programming, understanding some, you know, how computers work. Um, you're studying marketing and learning about branding and and um so so with all these skills that you're developing and already have, what direction do you plan to go once you, you know, go full force into, you know trying to find your way into the workforce or, you know, trying to find your way into building something, who knows, maybe you don't want to work for anybody. So like, what are some of your goals after college or once you're, once you like jump into life, life? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so right now I have like a couple clients under my belt. So like have revenue coming in each month and I also have like a full time job at an ad agency downtown um, with trendsetters. So we mainly focus on like Gen Z um marketing i love i love their work sorry go ahead i was just saying yeah yeah i think trendsetters does um so yeah I, I work with their uh i'm basically like the content director so anything that's related to content i'm looking at it overseeing it giving my suggestions um and also doing you know the video work as well if it's smaller productions but yeah that's like the main thing i'm doing um and i want to get more into working with personal branding a little bit more. So I'm working, you know, I'm working with John Henry and I have a couple other clients that I do personal branding for. Um, but I want to kind of dip my toe with celebrities a little bit. So um, I've worked with Will Smith's company, Westbrook in LA a little bit, just providing music. And yeah, I'm, we're going to have to talk about that after this show's over. We're going to leave some information out of here, but that's very funny. And you'll see why once we talk after go ahead <laughs> yeah so i um yeah i'm just i want to provide videos for them as well i just need to find a way how to you know finesse the system and do that but um yeah i think that's kind of where I, I would like it to go i want to continue with content and still putting my personal touch on videos and also putting an extra touch with like the music that i make so i love that i love that and um Outside of the brands and individuals that you're already working with, and I know you mentioned right there at the end that, you know, you are interested in kind of trying to get more into helping uh, celebrities build their personal brands and help with just anything content creation and uh, just in the realm of the work that we've been talking about. So if you had to name, let's say three brands or creatives and by creatives, I can, you know, actors, singers, whatever, you know, so uh, yeah. brands, creatives um, that you admire and would like to work for. Or just three, um, just, give me just three, <laughs> just three at the top would have to be Kanye West. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely Kanye. Um, I really like to work with Gary V someday. And third one, it's really hard. We'll be like a agency that I really want to work with. Dang, that's really hard. The third one's really hard. Um, dang, I would like to work, I don't know, maybe some Pharrell. I think working with Pharrell would be dope. Hey, hey, matter of fact, you and Pharrell need to collab on a skincare routine, dog, because look, I'm trying to tell you, dog, I'm trying to tell you, go look at your videos, man. Your skin be looking right. I ain't going to lie. Man. <laughs> 
I don't know what you what creams you've been using or whatever your girl has you on. You better tell your girl to put me on that too, because whatever it is, I need the skin to glow like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, perfect. We also gonna talk about that. So we got some good. We gonna we gonna we gonna have a cool little conversation after this episode's over. Hey, behind doors conversation, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all wanna be in there, y'all gotta tap in. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gotta tap in. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta comment. You know what I'm saying? Be like, hey, I wanna be a part of the conversation. And I'm like, boom, I'm gonna call you. All right, but you gotta comment. You gotta share this episode. That's the only way. Um, okay. So, what is some of your favorite type of content to create? Um, I really, I really like, I guess the base videos, cause that's really what I started with. And there's a, a progression that I've seen, like, I, I have some posts that I've archived on my page, but like when I first started the base videos, there's just like a progression each year to where it gets just more, a little bit more crispy, a little bit more clean. Um, so I think right now that's you know, my favorite piece of content. I've just fell in love with it over the years. So I love it. And so all right, have you been like, is there any chance in the future that you'll be moving into trying to, you know, dominate some other social platforms? You post a lot on IG, killing it on there. Are you interested in maybe creating longer form YouTube videos or or get going crazy on TikTok? Or I'm just just wondering, you know, as a fan, <laughs> I'm just yeah. wondering where I want to follow you next, you know? Um, yeah, so I think my next move right now is YouTube. I think no one, like, I get a lot of questions and even just, um, yeah, mainly, like, I get a lot of questions and I have a couple other things I really like to talk about. Like, I like to talk about productivity and, like, my process, but I also like to talk about, you know, um, storytelling when it comes to music. I, I don't feel like that's, t um, talked enough about is, you know, you still have to think of story when you're making a beat like you know um you can make a four-bar loop for three minutes but if there's no story to it before the rap comes on like you, you work with some issues so i love it and so question so yeah it seems it seems that you're you know you're kind of um you know getting really i mean from what you mentioned of the work you already do and the, some of the people you want to work with um it's a lot about content. It's a lot about branding. It's a lot about marketing. But are you still interested in, you know, producing for for artists or or making music or trying to chase down a music career in any way or fashion or or not much anymore? Um, I'm not as adamant on it as I was when like when I first started. But there are artists that I still like work with. I think my thing now is like I just have to really be rocking with what you what you're saying and like what just like how your overall vibe is for real. So, you know, there's a couple of artists I work with in like New York or um, South Carolina and just have a couple artists I'm working with in Kansas City. So yeah, it really just like, just kind of depends for yeah. real. I feel it, I feel it. And um, if you had to, if you were forced to in this very moment, yeah. which you're not being forced, but digitally, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who are who are three creatives in Kansas City that you're interested in collabing with? Whether it's music, whether it's just creating content for them, whether it's um, maybe maybe it's shit, some other shit that you you haven't talked about yet. But but who are three creatives that you'd be interested in collabing with, or that you've already collabed with and you want to do more work with? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's he was in Kansas City, he left, 
So, but I've got to include him. His name is uh, David Sosna. Hey, my um, guy, he was on here. You should go listen to that episode. Yes, I will have to because I the dude's amazing. Um, yes, I would love out, to work with him. Shout out, David. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would love to work with him. Um, definitely, who else? I th- really think Kai Colors would be dope. I, I would like to do something with him in any way, shape, or form. Um, Kai Colors and I'll say Ashan. Ashan, I think, yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, yeah both of them have really been like, I've been seeing more of them on my timeline, especially on Twitter. But I really like their work. So, I, you know, any way I could work with them, I think that would be dope. So. I think that's a, that's that's my uh that would be my top three too, man. <laughs> that's that's a great that's a great three choices. Um, yeah, man, all those individuals are super dope. So I hope you you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to make that happen for sure. Um, <laughs> now I got one final question for you. All right, yes. it's your that's Cap. I don't have one final question. I have three final questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so so if there's one you know. Can, you know specific moment or specific you know challenge or obstacle that you've had to overcome in life that you think really shaped who you are today what what would that have been and um you know what lessons did you learn from that um I think it was um it's kind of two things it was uh insecurity and rejection um so when, I, when I got to college my girlfriend lived with me so it was, and everything I did was around her. So, like, um, I felt like, you know, I was trash. I wasn't going to go anywhere in life. And over the years, I became more confident in myself. And even, you know, now with working with really dope people, I became more confident in my work. Because I feel like those two things kind of connected with each other with, with me personally. Like, I felt really bad about myself, so I felt really bad about my work. So uh, over the years, I've gotten more confident. I feel like I've developed a little bit of, like, a swagger that I wish I had in high school. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely, you know, insecurity, not feeling like I was good enough. And then rejection, like, learning. Now I'm comfortable with taking no for an answer. So, like, if I, you know, I want to reach out to somebody and they say no, you know, I don't think it's going to work. Cool. Like, I can take that. Cause I know there's other people that I can work with There's other brands I can work with. So, yeah. And how, how would you say that you, you worked through that and developed confidence? I know you said when you started putting out con- more content, working with more people that, that helped, you know, lift up your confidence in your work, but in regards to, you know, more self-confidence of just about self, you know, outside of your creative, outside of the work you do, how do you think um, you built that? And how do you think you built resilience, you know? Um. I think it was, it was weird, it's weird as it sounds, it was me being with myself and managing like my emotions, like I'm, a, I'm kind of a workaholic, so if I feel something, like if I feel sad, if I feel angry, I'm going to work all night, like I'm not going to think about it, I'm just going to work, and um, I had to, like there was, I was during quarantine for real, like that was one of the bigger times that I had to sit with my emotions, because I was working all the time, and I had multiple things like burnout where I had to sit like Abram you're angry why are you angry and I had to do the same thing in college you know dealing with my ex like Abram why are you angry you need to like 
talk to yourself and not just try to work all the time and get that out as a, as a frustration. Um, it was definitely that in a lot of Kanye and a lot of like music production. So, I love yeah. It. I love it. And if you had to give one piece of advice to a young creative coming up right now, you know, say there's a 14 year old at Liberty High School, at Grandview High School, at Paseo, wherever they go to school. And, you know, they're struggling with, you know, actually thinking their work is good. What would you say is a is a is a mindset they need to adopt or, or some things that they need to do to be able to build confidence in their work and really just go out there and do? Um, I think there's two things. I'm definitely going like trying to go above and beyond my God. But yeah, so there's two things. Consistency helps. Like you just got to keep on doing it because eventually you're going to get better the more you learn the more you implement and the second thing is you got to learn how to genuinely grind so like I believe you when you're working you have to work and you have to know why you're working am I working you know what's my motive behind putting out this piece of content what's you know the motive behind making this video because I feel like the audience knows your intention without you knowing so genuinely grind and ask yourself why you why you're making this yeah all right fire y'all go listen to that run it back share it with your little nephews your little cousins the little homies because they need to hear that um number two um how does abram define success how do you define you know you know because 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 people get you know, really, everyone looks at success from a different point of view. Some people is like, it's just pure happiness. It doesn't matter how much money they're making, if they're wealthy, if they got generational wealth, if they own things, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter about any of that. They're like, nah, I just want to be happy. You know what I'm saying? But other people are like, well, I want to reach this certain, you know, place in my life and my career, and that will make me, me happy at the end of the day. But like, I guess the question is, what makes you happy? And what 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 is, you know, a successful, happy Abrams life looking like as you envision that yeah that's a really i've never gotten that question or at least said it out loud so um i think success for me personally is uh creative freedom i think that's that's my big thing like i want to be able to work with people that trust my creative vision and not only you know making money for it but being proud of what I put out and seeing that someone else genuinely enjoys my creative process. And I think that's, that's, you know, success and happiness to me as, as of right now, it definitely might change in the future, but as of right now, it's definitely, you know, what I feel. I love it. And um, I feel like everyone has a, a motivational quote, an inspirational quote, a movie quote, um a movie moment that like kind of inspires them and they kind of refer back to in their life during you know adversity or maybe just when they're trying to get their head right or when they're struggling um and yeah if 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 you had to choose one if you could think of one right now what quote what um inspirational moment in a movie or in a speech pops out to you in your head as just something that's influential to you in your life dang that's really hard um dang that's really difficult i was i was asked this question the other day and i still don't know um it has to be something like kanye song like i know it has to be <laughs> so i don't think i have one right now i'm definitely going to develop one but uh, yeah i don't have one right now 
but on the topic of Kanye, what do you think are Kanye's top three songs? Oh gosh, top three songs. And you know, they, um, they don't have to be indefinite, but you know, three songs that pop in your head. Oh yeah, Father Stretch My Hands, part one. Um, I would say uh, Monster by, you know, on the, the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And then I've also been listening to uh, Bound 2 a little bit more. I like that. Yeah. You know, something I was, uh, I read a post, uh, United Masters posted the other day on Instagram about like samples, like, and it was just like defining what samples are. And then it showed a few like, uh, you know, big samples over the past, you know, 20 years. And yeah. um it reminded me of like, I think, I think Kanye West is like the sample king. Like, like Kanye West has some of the craziest samples of all time, in my opinion. And I agree. I, and it's funny because I actually know, I always notice them randomly. Not even like, I won't see a post about it. I won't even be listening to the Kanye song and know that it was a sample, but I'll be listening to their original. It'll pop on the radio. It'll pop on YouTube. It'll pop up at the end of a movie. And I'm like, yo, that's what is on that you know that happened to me the other day with like nina simone i was like that's what's on blood yeah. and i was like yeah oh, that's hard and i was like yeah just crazy man he has a, he has hella crazy samples uh but all right these are final two questions number number one of our final two questions is two books two books that are really influential to abram it doesn't have to be about computers it doesn't have to be about production it doesn't have to be about creativity but it can be um, but just in general, what are two books that were really influential in your life, you know, over the past 22 years? Um, it is called The uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and um, The Third Door by Alex Benayan. Um, and, you know, the, the War of Art talks about um, what stops a creative from pursuing you know, creative endeavors. So he personifies this thing called the resistance, which is the resistance might be your, your phone that stops you from doing what, you know, you actually need to do. And Alex Benayan, he's, um, he was a college dropout and he found his way to interview Oprah Winfrey, Lady Gaga, uh, Bill Gates. And he tells his story on how he once was going to become a doctor in college, dropped out and then had his whole journey in order to, um, you know, interview, like, the greats, essentially, all in his 20s. So, uh, yeah, that was Damn. a really good book. <laughs> That's fire. That's super fire. All right. Our final question. It's your last day on earth. You're 110 years old. You know, you've lived the life you wanted to live. You know, you've achieved what you define as wealthy. You've achieved what you define as successful. You've achieved what you define as happy. But your legacy doesn't get to stay here on earth. So the only thing your great grandchildren who are now sitting at your feet are left with are your final words to them about how they should live their life. What would you say? What would I say? Dang. Um, dang, that's a really good question, dude. Dang. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say chase what you want to chase is in like your goals. Um, Cause you never know when it's your last, you know, like your last day. So you might as well just go, go all in. 
I love it. I love it. Go all in, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening today. We really appreciate you tapping into this conversation. I'm really glad I got to talk to you today. Abram, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, you know, this podcast, this podcast is all about, you know, providing a platform for young black or young brown creatives to come on and just talk about their story. You know, um, it's not always about the work that they do, even though that might, you know, be a lot about them, but, you know, just about who they are as an individual. A lot of us follow you on Instagram. A lot of us follow people on IG, but don't know, you know, you know, the difficulties they went through in high school, don't know, you know, about what their parents did and why that influenced them to do this. So, you know, it's just really an opportunity to, to get to know people that we that we enjoy and that we are inspired by. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and with that being said, Abram, leave the people with where they can find you and how they can support you um, after they listen to this episode. Yeah, yeah. You, so you can uh, find me on Instagram at uh, Abram Schaefer. And then you can find me on, on YouTube as well as Abram Schaefer. So perfect and ladies and gentlemen if you if, if you're trying to figure out how to spell abram schaefer it's a b r a m space button s h a double f e r so go follow my guy on instagram go follow him on youtube i promise you won't regret it and with that being said thank you guys for tapping into the show it is your boy c i double z y salute